Hey friends, can't wait till Wednesdays to get your Modern Mamas fixed. Join us on Patreon. You can choose your tier and when you subscribe, you'll get bonus content, early access to retreat, first peeks at new swag, plus shout outs and even real time monthly virtual hangs with us. Visit patreon.com forward slash modern mamas podcast to check it out and support the podcast. It truly means the world to us. We are so grateful for you and for this community. I love mama. Welcome to the Modern Mamas Podcast. We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire, empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hi, friends, Laura and Jess here for a creamy, and today's going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'm supposed to roll with the intros because it's so perfectly awkward sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yeah, today's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good creamy. I say that about all of them, but I also say every time we get on, I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. When it comes to any, literally any topic, I'm like... I don't have anything to say. And then, you know, again, I'll say this for the millionth time. We always end up filling the hour. So apparently we do have something always. to say. I don't think we'd be able to do this for four years if we didn't have something to say <laughs> all the know. time. <laughs> well, I was doing, you know, I'm just like very curious about everything. Like I'm curious about personality tests. Like I'm not super into astrology, but the other day someone posted something about like Sagittarius. And I was like, I do not. I'm a Sagittarius, apparently. And I've never fully so in my mind, Sagittarius's get painted as these like like flaky, like only here for like a good time, like adventure seekers, which I, I do love adventure, but like I feel like it's like the non-committal like adventure type with like their head in the clouds and they like don't love commitment, all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't feel like that at all. I, I feel quite the opposite in most cases. So, anyways. Long story short, then I was like, okay, like, what's the deal with astrology? Like, I put my birthday in, I was, like, reading through all this stuff, and I was, like, you know, reading a bunch about my, like, particulars, and one of the things that stood out, and this kind of stands out when I look at pretty much everything, like, the Enneagram and human design, they all say that I have a lot to say, like, I have a lot of thoughts about things, and that I'm probably going to be, like speak either speaking about something or writing about something sharing my thoughts in some capacity with like other people and this this report the other that i was reading through the other day was like specifically women and it doesn't like you don't put that you're like a female or a male like when you do like the little stuff i was like that is very interesting but then part of me always goes back and and i'm like well i could probably like make any of this sound like myself if i wanted to be like, oh, yeah, that's true about me. Like, it's totally true. But that part stood out because I was like, I really do. I just, I do have a lot. I love conversation. I don't love conflict, but I do love good conversation. Which, again, I guess is why You're we have good a podcast. You have a gift for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a conversation between at least two people, usually. So, yeah, I, would, I love it. Yeah. So, today's topic is. And we're recording these pretty far in advance, so I'm wondering when this is going to go live. But today, we decided we were going to talk about boundaries. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even planned. <laughs> boundaries. And I don't know why. We had another topic on, like, it was like either or. And for some reason, boundaries felt like the tougher topic to tackle, but more just the more, like, appropriate and, like, experiential thing to, like, chat through today. So. That's what we chose. And I wanted to kick off the like whole conversation. So I, in the past, have not been great at boundaries. 
And there are boundaries you can enact in relationships, in within yourself, with your time, with your work. You know, there's so many different ways in which we can kind of like talk about the concept of boundaries. But, you know, I've had a lot of fluidity with my boundaries in the past. And I think just now dealing with a lot of that. But one of the things that really sparked my current kind of revelation around what boundaries means to me is there's a Instagram handle. It's Prentice Hemp Hill. And this person just shares so much good information about boundaries, about, you know, therapy, about just, you know, mindset. And the the quote that she said was, boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. And I was just like, like, Mind blown. So I'm going to say it one more time. Boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. And I'm just, when I first read it, I was like, I don't know why that just resonated with my soul because I will admit, like, when was it? It was a couple months ago. Probably, you remember when I was just like crying every day on Boxer to you and like wanting to quit everything? everything literally everything like even at some moments the podcast i was like i can't do this i can't be vulnerable i can't put myself out there it's too that was a really intense time of people a lot of like shaming going on and a lot of shaming everyone having an opinion opinion and canceling and like it was intense it was very very intense and i'll be honest a lot of people overstepping oh yeah boundaries and in every direction and that it was at that point that i realized whoa i don't they're overstepping. A lot of people were overstepping boundaries in my life or in my community because I'd never really established, I don't think, clear boundaries. Um, and maybe I had, or maybe, you know, it's fast and loose with it. But it was during that time where I was like trying to, you know, I've always been a, a welcomer of feedback. I actually relish it. I love to work on improving myself and being a better version of myself and all of that. But I was getting to the point where it was like, I don't know who I am. I'm relying so heavily on other people to tell me what I should be doing, how I should be thinking, what I should be saying, that I just like totally lost myself. And to the point where I was like, I I can't hear my own voice through all this noise. And I was freaking out. I'm not going to lie. I was like, just, I I mean, it was not good. I mean, you remember, right? (laughs) I remember vividly. I was super worried and I was actually super pissed because mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the ways in which people overstepping boundaries was so negatively impacting every like aspect of your life. Yeah. I was I was not mad at you, obviously. I was angry at others for um creating that environment. Yeah, and and I think it was and, and I love you for that because I mean you're my <laughs> friend and you care about me. And honestly, it gave me a little bit of kind of like fuel that I needed to kind of turn it around and be like, I'm not a a victim here. Like I can own my own life. Like I can take charge. I can set boundaries. I can do this. Like it was people like you who just kind of gave me that encouragement. Like it's okay to be like upset about this and to kind of, I don't know, like use your voice, you know, because yes, we've established, I'd love to use my voice, but at the, at times, sometimes I do really feel like I'm having to filter a lot of what I think and feel and express myself, you know, to meet the expectations of others. And so there's a lot to that. It's like, and I, I know you, Laura, I think you follow, her name is Mina B underscore B. Do you follow her? And then Alex L. There's a couple of yeah. Africa Brooke, Brooks. Africa Brooke. Yeah. She, I mean, all of those accounts I've just been like ferociously devouring because like they have so much good information. Like, really about understanding the concept of like holding a boundary in a respectful way, like respecting people's feelings, but not being responsible for their feelings. Like there's a whole Mm -hmm. big difference for, from being respectful of, you know, trying not to hurt someone intentionally, but also maintaining a boundary that's going to protect yourself. So anyways, I love that quote. That's the, the boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. And I'm just figuring that out. It's like, I can't, bend myself to be someone so unrecognizable to myself that I don't even know who I am or love myself because now I'm I'm busy trying to mold myself to fit this other mold that someone's told me that I need to like fit in because I check like xyz box because your mom or because you're a Christian or because you you know 
or health-minded individual or, you know, any number of things because you have a podcast or because you have X number of followers. It's like, oh my gosh, you will never, ever make anyone happy enough to where like that will be enough for you if that's what you're kind of measuring your satisfaction and your contentment on because it's just never going to be enough right like i don't know i feel like i'm rambling do you have thoughts i can no you make so much it makes so much sense plus there's this the issue that's very real also of like everyone's interpreting everything right so like you're interpreting i'm interpreting this community's expectation or these people's expectation but even still that's coming mostly through a screen we don't even know what they exactly expect. And we maybe will get one message from one person who's probably projecting their own shit on us in that moment. Who knows mm-hmm. what they're actually going through. And then I know I had moments where I was like, man, this one person is saying this thing to me, asking me these questions that are very pointed and very judgmental and assuming a lot. And then I would have moments where I'm assuming myself that like that person potentially speaks for the larger community in some capacity, which isn't the case. These mm-hmm. one-off people who disrespect those boundaries they only speak for themselves Mm -hmm. but (laughs) it's hard to like understand that in the moment does that make sense oh yeah 100 percent. because we like we want to meet these expectations but who's that's it's so arbitrary you know one person who is having a shit day or feeling their own insecurities about the way they're showing up and wants to put that on someone else and then we can potentially in some cases be an easier target because we have a platform and so we're held to some again, unfair, arbitrary expectation that doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> yeah. And just to be clear, like, I also, like, you know, will read something that I don't agree with and get triggered from time to time based on mm-hmm. so many factors. Like, you know, I'm on my period or I'm just, you know, something else is bothering me that I'm stressed about or, you know, so many different things like my personal, the way I was raised or my relationship with my parent. And then I see something else, you know, that will trigger some feelings like, it's not about, it really never is about that person, right? Like that's posting something. Mm-hmm. It's usually about my own interpretation of whatever it is. And also, if I said it once, I said it a, mil- a million times, like Instagram is not reality. <laughs> like, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, there's snapshots of the day, but I mean, what is it? Like 15 second snapshots in stories. I think you can put like, I forget what the maximum number is, but even if you max out, your Instagram stories in a day, that would be like this tiniest fraction. I think fraction. it's like 45 minutes or something. Yeah, that's like the tiniest fraction of your actual day and emotions and thoughts. And it's just, it's impossible to really know what someone's going through based off that or what their true voice is or their true experience or their true, true viewpoint. So, yeah. Yeah, and many of you, by this point when this airs, you all know like how... <laughs> The past few months have been for me and I've had so little energy to show up in, in that space at all. And when I do, I try and do it with intention, but you know, it's, it's just an interesting place to be where like no one is sharing their whole story ever. Mm-hmm. Even, even the most authentic, transparent person isn't sharing everything. Cause like just said, it's like, it's just snapshots and, and no one owes anybody. No one owes their audience anything. You know, like even, even though our, our audiences are our customers, we adore you. We show up, you show up for us. If there's mutual support, we still, I still have had to understand and like help myself work through the idea that like, I still don't owe anyone the intimacies and all the information about what's going on in my life, especially when I'm in it and mm-hmm. still processing, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just interesting. This like, kind of like the culture of like expectation and feeling like an entitlement and I'm not speaking to like about this audience necessarily, you know, it's just something that I've seen time and time again. Yes. To be clear, like you all are amazing. There's like a (laughs) (laughs) 0.9% that we've gotten, you know, some pushback or feedback that was maybe overstepping some boundaries and and whatnot, but yeah, Mm -hmm. y'all are and they're probably not listening to this anymore. Yeah. They probably pieced out <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Which, you know what? That's another thing about boundaries. And this is not just, I know we kind of like launched into like boundaries on like within this community and Instagram and all that stuff. But their boundaries are everywhere. It's like the, one of my, like one of the best things to come out of boundaries that I've intentionally set is people self-selecting out because those boundaries are not 
don't align with them. And to that, I'm like, yes, like, amen. Like, that's going to be less stress for you if you're taking in someone who doesn't necessarily align, like, or, you know, like, you don't agree with me, right? Like, I think there's a lot to taking in content from people with different opinions. But at the end of the day, if those different opinions aren't causing you to be curious, but they're causing you to be angry and sad and, like, you know, just want to fight someone... (laughs) Like, maybe that's not productive. And so if your boundary is to unfollow me or to stop listening to the podcast or to unsubscribe from my email list to that, I'm like, cool. Like, you know yourself. Like, that's great. I'm not serving you. And that's also fine. And so kind of setting a boundary or setting an expectation for a space will allow other people to then decide if they want to stay in that space or stay in that relationship and work on it and respect the boundary or if they cannot do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I really appreciate that. I think that's a part of boundaries too. It's not just setting them and like keeping other people from your space, but it's also leaving other people's spaces mm-hmm. if it's not a good fit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about boundaries in real life with like, okay. like, so, because I mean, social media, I mean, it is real life to some degree. It's like our day-to-day life. We're interacting with a lot of people via like our social media platforms and stuff. But like, I think that a lot of people probably want to hear our take on, for instance, I was just skimming over, I think it was Alex L's stuff, but it was a whole thread about setting boundaries with parents, setting boundaries with with family, with Mm -hmm. close friends who you've known, like, you know, for a long time that aren't just like loose acquaintances, but like, do you remember like any distinctive times you've had to set a boundary like with someone whose relationship you really valued, like be it a parent or a friend or, and like, can you pinpoint or can you like think of anything? Oh, yeah. And some of them, share? I don't feel like they're my stories to sh- fully, I mean, they're partly my stories, but like not fully mine to share yeah, in this yeah. space, but definitely with family, there's been some really like tough boundary setting instances that were necessary, especially with motherhood. I think that I, I have, didn't really start to lean into boundary setting, especially with family until like sometimes like ultimatum type boundary setting until I had Evie, because it's like, she now is my everything. And in many ways, she's helped me to better understand, like prioritizing my needs, which I know that's unique or not, because sometimes I, I think that as moms, we can fall into like, putting our needs and boundaries and stuff aside for our kids. But in many ways, I think the podcast has been huge for this too. And it's the the wonderful folks that we've gotten to interview and come in contact with and have conversations with, but becoming a mom has helped me not only set boundaries for her sake, but also for my own mental health and my own sake, because ultimately it impacts her, but also I'm worthy of that. (laughs) And I, and I think motherhood has in many ways helped me fall into better understanding and valuing my own worthiness. But yeah, with families for sure. I have not had an instance where I've had to set boundaries with friends. And that at least not in my like adult life coming into at least not not clearly, not like, hey, you've crossed this line, I'm setting this boundary kind of thing. But I I like to think that I I exist in a way where it's kind of clear. <laughs> like priorities and the way that I live and the and the things that matter. I don't have a problem saying no to like a social engagement if it doesn't feel like it's going to serve me or my family, stuff like that. I think those are just like, that's the way that, again, kind of motherhood has. And also just age. I guess I've only been a mom for four years. But <laughs> I don't know, like the past like four or five years, I feel like I've really fallen much more deeply into being comfortable just existing with boundaries as a part of like who I am and kind of how I show up, if that makes sense. And so that's, that's trickled into family too. I mean, there's the things that I, I don't feel comfortable talking about here, more specific instances, but then also like on a larger scale of like gifting and, and holidays and food and things like that when it comes to Evie and us as a family and like what we like our kind of boundaries when it comes to like sweets and junk food and junk toys and like that kind of thing. Like our, our, our families just get it at this point because I've been very vocal in a respectful way. I don't think there's any animosity or frustration around it, but like, we don't want plastic toys. They, everyone's very intentional about asking us like, what does Evie want or what does she need? They know the way that we eat. They know the way that we fed her. And sometimes I'm like, does my social media platform maybe help with that? Because I know my family follows me and they kind of see what I say and share, but it also has opened up some wonderful conversations. And 
so yeah, I guess, I don't know if that kind of answers the question, but I think boundaries come in so many different shapes and forms from like what we're willing to consume and put in our bodies and the way that like that we approach medicine and medical freedom and that kind of thing all the way to like boundaries when it comes to, I don't know, like the, I guess the more extreme stuff of like alcohol and, and that kind of a thing and conversations and body autonomy. Like that's huge for us too with her. No one, no one in our family will demand a hug. It's always like, can I have a hug? And if she doesn't feel like giving a hug or any of that, like she doesn't have to. And everyone understands that and accepts that. There's never like, come on, give, give grandpa a hug or like frustration if she's not in the mood to, or doesn't feel like it. Cause I think, again, we've kind of just set that precedent. So it just comes in so many shapes and forms, like from all that stuff to like, just saying no to a, a gathering because I'm, I don't have it in me or to a wedding or whatever it is. Yeah. Those are just some, some thoughts. Those are great thoughts. I, I love that. And I, I take a lot of inspiration from you for sure. And I think you do try and live so authentically like on social media and just, you know, what you share. And it's really clear, I think, when when someone kind of comes to your quote unquote house, I'm calling your Instagram or whatever, podcast, wherever they come to your space, like what you kind of live by, like some of your basic like philosophies. And so again, it's like having people self-select. Like I, you know, when, when someone comes to my Instagram platform, they can say, okay, she's into the Enneagram. She lives in Texas. She's got a podcast. She's into low tox living. And obviously people can make a bunch of assumptions based off that as well without getting to like know someone. But it's like, I try and be as clear as possible about the things that I feel like kind of define me in certain spaces. Again, so that that can be not necessarily a boundary that's like, you know, I only allow people who are interested in these things here, but allowing people to, you know, if they are interested to come in and like, see what's up, like, see what you're all about. But if they're like, meh, from the get go, like, probably not a good fit. So I really admire that, that about you. And I'm thinking about boundaries in my own life in a way, because again, going back to the Enneagram, and I'm an Enneagram nine, and I have been an Enneagram nine as far back as I can remember. And one of the things that I have had to learn about boundaries is setting a boundary is not inciting a conflict, which in my mind, for most of my life, it has been one and the same. Like if I assert myself and my opinion or my boundary that this is going to be cause for conflict, which is generally the number one thing that an Enneagram 9 is avoiding. <laughs> Perceived conflict. And and we can perceive conflict in a lot of things. And so I look back at most of my life and I see that what I will do when I, for instance, no longer want to engage in a friendship or a relationship or even like really engage in a familial relationship, I will just literally ignore it until it kind of dries out and dies out on its own, which, (laughs) you know, I think there's a lot to unpack there. Like, yes, I've set a boundary in that, like, I'm not like engaging, but at the same time, I have not been clear with a lot of people in my life in the past about what, what the issue is. I've not given them a chance to make amends or to repair any damage that has been done. And this is not, this is just ranging from small things to larger scale things, but I kind of treat it all evenly. And I'm, this, these are like things that I've just starting to realize in my own life. But like, for instance, in like previous romantic relationships, like I am 100% in it until I'm, I'm not in it. And then once I'm not in it, it's like, I can just move on. Like, I can just forget like this never happened. And I mean, we could have been together for eight years or eight months or eight weeks. It's all the same or it has been in my past. And that can be hard for a lot of people, right? Like if you've dedicated a long period of your life to someone and then you're just like, peace, I'm not, I'm not into it anymore. It can seem really heartless and I can see I've gotten that before. But for me, it was like, I'm just setting a boundary. But at the same time, it was, I don't know, it was almost like, I'm just going to avoid this whole situation by pretending it's not there anymore. Does that make sense? Like what I'm trying to suss out, like the difference between like avoidance and like setting a boundary? Yeah, I think so. And I think there's a lot of self like awareness that has to come for you to be able to differentiate between the two, which you're very much doing. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, have you ever just like completely just shut someone out with that? Is it like I'm wondering what I'm not an expert on boundaries for sure, clearly, but like I'm wondering that's not really setting a boundary, I guess, in my in my mind. If I just avoid sometimes it. Sometimes it is. Is it? It depends on the situation. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I was better at that. I mean, you remember I had some stuff go on, like the family stuff, like a year and a half ago, and I couldn't stop trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. And at, at some point, what was best for myself, my headspace, my family was to just stop and completely disengage mm-hmm. and go to therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so for me, that was a boundary. And it was a hard one to set. So I'm like, I can fix this. I can make this better. I just, I know that I can be understood. And once I'm understood, it will be better. We can come to uh, like this safe space and better understanding and neutral ground in this situation. That wasn't, it literally wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. Straight from a therapist's voice mouth. (laughs) And so the best thing for me to do in that scenario, I was not going to be heard. So the best thing for me to do was to stop trying Mm -hmm. and to just cut, hard cut. And I've had so much more peace ever since. (laughs) So I think sometimes it's just like knowing when and why, right? Like the when and why, like when is it finally time? And why are you cutting it out? Is it because like it's too hard? It's like you don't, you just don't want to engage. Or is it like going to be truly like a boundary that has to be set for your mental health and well-being? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes that makes sense too. It's like, it's just so hard sometimes, especially if you're not in like, I'm speaking for myself, like, especially when I'm not in a, in a healthy mindset, which has been probably like the last six to eight months to, and again, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, I have learned so much from the Enneagram and it's been so, so helpful for me, like the last you know, couple months where I've been going through some just really hard mental health stuff, but it's like, okay, am I shutting down or am I, you know, protecting myself in a healthy way? Like, it's hard for me sometimes to really discern the intent of of what I'm doing. But in my, in my past life with my family stuff, you know, not a lot of, again, it's not fully my story to tell, but we've had a lot of like trauma, especially you know, in like my early, my late teens, like early 20s. And um, a lot of people don't know about this, but like the relationship I have with my my mom is really hard for lots of reasons. But over the last, you know, especially since I've had kiddos, I have kind of just, I mean, we get together for gatherings and stuff, but like, I don't really go to my mom in the way that, like, I think a lot of people go to their mothers. And for me, that's been a boundary that I've set because of certain behaviors and certain wounds, certain emotions that surface from both of us when we're together. And again, it's like one of those things. It's like, I know she's working on it. I know she's working on herself. And so am I. I'm working on myself. And it's like, again, the place we can come together in the place where we can both love love ourselves and each other simultaneously. And sometimes that looks like not a lot of interaction, which I have had to come to terms with being okay. Because to be honest, like on Mother's Day, sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'll see these beautiful posts about motherhood and, you know, like how one's mom like impacted their motherhood journey. And I'm just like, man. Like, I'm missing that so much, and um, it can be hard, you know? And I'm, like, thinking, am I doing this wrong? Like, what what is wrong with us that we can't like, get there? And, you know, it's just a matter of two people healing themselves at a different rate. And that's just, like, we can't come together yet fully. So, and I don't know if we ever will, and I guess that's a boundary, right? Like, being willing to put that boundary up, even though I desperately want like a deep relationship, but knowing that the timing is not right for that, that it would be more harmful to me and my mental health to allow that to happen when we're not fully, we're both not fully like healed. Does that make sense? So rambly. Yeah. So so much sense. And you can't force those kinds of relationships if, if you're not healing and growing at the same pace. Yeah. And to that end too, like I've had to come to terms with too, with like having relationships with people for a while that then I don't want to, I don't know what else to say besides like fizzle out or whatever it is. Like there's then a disconnect and sometimes mm-hmm. there, there has to be boundaries or like those relationships just are no longer there. And instead of holding on to this idea of like what it could be or what it should be, 
It's just like, mm-hmm. this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, we're just, we're di- people change. And sometimes mm-hmm. they change and grow closer and stronger. And sometimes they, they grow apart. And like, that's just life. I know. <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> womp, womp. But sometimes you grow together <laughs> mm-hmm. on the positive side of things. Sometimes you, it is. I say a- you and I both have that kind of situation with our partners. Yeah, like absolutely. Every year that passes, we're just closer and stronger and more solid and. I like there's no relationship that I would that I would trade for that, you know. Right. Ah, don't mind me, just getting my hydration on. <laughs> as much as I make sleep and movement and eating nourishing foods a priority in my life, the one thing I always struggle with is getting enough water in my day. Since I got back into regular exercise and heavy lifting, I've started using Element electrolytes in my water to encourage me to drink more. As the weather heats up and my sweating kicks into high gear, really just by going outside in Texas, not only do I need the water, I need the salt, the magnesium, and the potassium too. Not gonna lie, we've also been known to make a mean margarita with the citrus salt flavor. Oh yeah, us too. So delicious, a little bit of kombucha, a little bit of citrus salt, a little tequila, hard to go wrong. That said, we more often use it for our adventures. So for instance, I will fill a water bottle with water and a packet of electrolytes when we go out on our long hikes, our big adventures, and even when I'm traveling, whether in the van or flying, it just it's so important to keep that hydration and to keep those essential minerals in our bodies all the time. And every single morning, I start my day with the raspberry electrolyte drink before coffee, before anything else, And I really feel like I've noticed a huge difference in my overall energy and overall hydration throughout the day. That's amazing. And one of the best parts is you can try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. I mean, that is the kind of customer service that we need in our lives. Absolutely. And because we love Element Electrolyte so much, our community members can claim a free Element sample pack, which is seven packets, one of each flavor. And all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping, which is $5 for US customers. All you do is go to drinklmnt.com forward slash modern mamas to claim your freebie and try out our new favorite way to stay hydrated. We hope you love it. Stay salty, friends. I fully, especially over the last probably year and a half, you know, knowing kind of switching gears to partners, like I, not that I ever took our relationship for granted, but it's been one of those things that has been really solid most of our marriage. Not to say we haven't had ups and downs, but now I'm I'm seeing so many people around me who I love dearly like struggling. And I am so grateful that like Tim and I have grown together closer and closer versus further and further apart because it's not always the case. I mean, a lot of times it's not the case. I don't know, like in your inner circle if you've had any experience with that, but we're just we're seeing that left and right and it's it just breaks my heart. I, I don't know. That's a whole nother episode, I feel like, but. Totally. Especially after this past year yeah. plus with like COVID and it's just turned people's whole world on their head and mm-hmm. everyone processes through that and works through that in different ways. And you come out on, gosh, I think about that stuff all the time, just like different perspectives on COVID and fear levels and like the things like that all the way to like, I don't know, especially with kids in the mix. Mm-hmm. It's so this past year has been so wild. And I know of people who were like cool before, and then it's just like kind of turned relationships a little bit on their head and brought up conversations and conflicts that were probably there all along, but just kind of got brought to the surface in yeah. a way, you know, magnified. And people are already, mm-hmm. it's like I, I think of my ability to handle stress as also like a bucket, right? Like, you know, I can handle it. We're handling it. Like, this is popping up. Cool, cool, cool. We've got it. We can do this until it's like overflowing. And then your ability to handle any further stress is just, it's it's like, it's not there. Like your capacity to do that's not there. And I feel like this last year and a half has been, you know, global stress. And then you add in the personal stress of everything else. And it's like, it's just a lot harder for people to really handle which is yeah it's hard and you know boundaries and partnership i'm trying to think of you know instinctively i think we have tim and i have boundaries but more i guess boundaries and expectations to me and my partnership kind of go hand in hand and it's we're just very vocal about them and if we're unsure about them we will ask you know and so boundaries for me right now look like because I'm spending, you know, 24 seven with kiddos, 
the boundary is or the expectation or the ask is, hey, when you get home from work, can you take the first can you spend the first hour with the kiddos so I can go for a walk so I can, you know, do something that I need that's been on my plate all day that I haven't been able to get to so that I can like have solo time. And that the boundary is like, hey, you can't come home and like, well, not you can't, but I'm asking you if you will come home and be present with our kids versus go do X, Y, Z. And so, like, I don't know, like if I wasn't if I would sit there and stew and kind of let him not I, I, I hate using the words let him, but like not speak up if I felt like I was not being heard or seen or supported, then I you know, that's not me setting a good boundary for myself. Does that make sense? And it goes back to the, like the, the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. Like I have to Mm -hmm. take care of myself so that I can take care of you and, you know, have all these good feelings. No one can read our mind either. Like, you know, he doesn't know that you need that hour. Right. (laughs) Maybe he thinks you want to spend that time just like chatting with him while the kids like scream in the background. It's like, no, actually I don't want to talk to anybody. For the next hour, can you be with them so that I can just be alone? <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely, and and that's what you know. I guess boundaries, expectations, communication—like it's all kind of wrapped up in one big thing in my mind, at least with partnership. But it's also like, hey, on the weekends we like to spend as much time together as possible. So, like, if you want to make plans with someone else or like do something solo, like just check in, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's confirm that like that's something we're all on board for. Because it it does. It's like, I don't know, it's just like a healthy respect for each other and for each other's time and for each other's mental space and capacity at the moment because it's constantly fluctuating. I always we we joke because I'm always like, thank God we're usually like not feeling the same way at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like if if Tim's upset about something, usually I'm the one that's like, hey, like it's gonna be okay. Let's look at it from this way. Let's have a perspective shift. You know, I can kind of like hold that space and then vice versa when i'm like upset or i'm struggling usually he is like able to step up and be like the voice of reason for me so god if we were both just like spiraling at the same time which i'm sure has happened before but you know that's that's not a good recipe for us (laughs) no (laughs) i feel like at some point it's a mind over matter thing where like we know our partners, we can read each other so well that we can tell when like one is going into kind of a hard moment and the other one is able to pull it together at least long enough. And mm-hmm. I, like an example of that is when I was pregnant with Evie, we both got a stomach bug, like absolutely atrocious, but he was fine until the, like I was throwing up and throwing up like exorcist vomiting. The moment that I finally fell asleep, it, he was able to like start getting sick. And I, I believe to my core that we had it at the same time, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he just like, had to hold it together to take mm-hmm. care of me until I was safe, you know, and then, mm-hmm. and then it, it hit him. So I feel like the same can kind of come from when it, the same goes for like mental and emotional states. Oh, totally. Totally. 100%. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't know. We, I don't want to say we're lucky because we got lucky with good partners, but like. I've also I'm, done work. <laughs> yeah. We've done, done some work, but it just feels really good to kind of be able to have healthy boundaries within a partnership to where it is a true partnership, you know, like we're working together on like all aspects of our lives and supporting each other in our individual mm-hmm. pursuits. Like, I don't know. I just feel really blessed to have that. And I know not a lot of people do. So sending out positive vibes that with therapy and communication, things yeah. will get better. I don't know who needs to hear that, but. Therapy. Therapy. <laughs> therapy. Which so I feel like, yeah, we should. I mean, therapy, I, gosh, I, I'm, I'm going to make an admission here over the, like, I've been telling y'all that I have been struggling over the last like six to eight months and I have not scheduled a therapy appointment in that time. And I don't know why. Uh, Truthfully, I don't know why. I think, I guess a boundary that I don't have with myself is that I feel like I can fix it all because I have all the tools and I've listened to all the podcasts and I've interviewed all the guests and I know what they're going to say and I know Mm -hmm. what to do. And I don't need to like, I don't need to go pay to go to therapy. But the truth is like, that's a boundary that I haven't set with myself that like, I don't know it all and I can't do it all. I'm saying, I'm telling myself essentially that I can, 
But it's clear through the way that, you know, my health has been fluctuating, mentally at least, that I do need help. And so, I don't know if that's the opposite of a boundary. I guess it's setting a boundary with yourself and inviting someone in who's qualified to do Mm -hmm. so to help through, I don't know, to help through these things. So. Yeah, because therapists can help us set boundaries. And that was huge for me, especially with like family stuff. So talk to me about that. Like, did they, did, do they give you words? To, I mean, I'm sure every therapist is different. Every situation is going to be different. Mm-hmm. But do they like give you tips? Do they kind of help you reach your own conclusion? Do they point out in therapy? Because I've ne- this is something I've never talked about in therapy was like, is boundaries. How did it help you? realize boundaries or voice for me so i use a mindfulness-based therapist and it was a lot less about other people and a lot about me and tools for me and like in the in the work of like tapping into mindfulness and we did some emdr which i cannot recommend enough it was much more just like focused on my headspace and my well-being and who i am and what i need and how i can take care of myself and the people that i love and like my priorities, and it sounds very self-involved, but it's therapy. So <laughs> it was a lot very focused on my growth. And through that process of my growth and my mindset and the tools that, you know, to help me continue to seek growth and to prioritize myself, the boundary piece just fell into that. It was much less about like, here's something to say to your mom when this happens and more much more about like, well, how do you feel in that moment? What do you want from that moment? What do you need? And how can you support yourself to ensure that your needs are met? You know, that kind of a thing. And so sometimes that means just like disengaging or excusing myself for a little bit and going and like sitting and processing and working through things before I come back. And, and that kind of a thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of hard to put into words, but it's really, really powerful stuff. And the EMDR stuff like shifts the way that your brain remembers and like receives triggers and whatnot for past traumas and things that have happened. And I found that to be so powerful, (laughs) such a powerful tool. And that involves touch and eye movement and that kind of thing. But it just kind of like helps to reprogram the brain in a really powerful and profound and beneficial way. doesn't make you like forget things that happen. It just helps you to cope and and work through and process. And so just like a variety of tools. And Rusty came to some of the appointments with me early on so that he could better understand those tools also to then be able to support me through them and help to like remind me of like, you know, going like one of the things that were a reminder for him would just be like, go in. And so instead of like being hyper-focused on all of the extrinsic stressors or traumas or or people or whatever was going on, it would just, I would take a moment and just go in. I could do it in the the moment, like with a bunch of shit going on around me. If he were to like remind me or I would remind myself to just go in, I would just like in, like totally in and of myself and like everything would slow down. Um, Sometimes I would sit down Sometimes I could just do it wherever I was. And it was, it's, it still is super powerful in those moments. So yeah, I don't know if that helps at all, but I am forever an advocate of therapy and I, I need to get, find, I'd like to find some up here now that we've moved because I think there's something really powerful about in-person therapy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm craving that. And I know like we both kind of have a health share. I think they do. I'm not really sure they offer some sort of at least on my plan, there's like free counseling, but I don't know. Yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to do it in person. (laughs) I just want to like look at someone's face and talk to that. Well, I mean, I guess you're doing Mm -hmm. that via Zoom too, but if possible, I'd like to do it in person. So I need to explore that. This is my, my pledge. By the time this airs, I will have, I think it's September. September. Okay. I've got time. I will have already had my first therapy appointment and I go through seasons like I've been in therapy before but you know it's been it's been a while since I felt like I needed it and so this is my pledge I'm make it it happen (laughs) 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 it is it's gonna be good it's gonna be really really good so anyways well I mean I'm sure there's more we could talk about you know boundaries I think it's complex I think Mm-hmm. There's a book called Boundaries that I've heard that's highly recommended that I should probably check out and listen to while I'm walking or whatever. But also, one last thing I do want to say is I've had to find myself. So this whole summer, a boundary has been I am going to work less. I have to work less. I can, literally can't mm. do it all. And so that boundary has been so hard for me to to keep. And it has not been perfect, but it's, you know, something 
I think boundaries can be seasonal, you know, Mm -hmm. like in that regard, like, okay, right now, (laughs) for now, this is a boundary I have to have. And, you know, I took a pretty hard break from social media. I thought it was going to be a full month. It turned out it it wasn't fully a month, but I felt good about that because I wanted to do the complete, like the whole month of June off of social. And so I just got back on for the most part, like a couple days ago, but that felt good. I was like, at that time, I needed to remove myself from social media so that I could figure out what I was doing at home. And so again, another like seasonal or like short boundary. And I think that like that, honestly, that practice of setting those like seasonal or short term boundaries helps me when it comes to the big boundaries. Because it's like it's like any muscle. It's like exercising it. It gets easier over time as you do it more and more often. I don't know. Does that make sense too? Yeah, totally. And I can totally relate with the the work stuff. I just I'm in a season right now. We're recording this in the last day of June, where I just physically can't work, and I'm also solo parenting, and so it's just been it's been hard. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, it, like per usual, I feel like our lives are so they so often are like in synchrony kind mm-hmm. of like overlapping in the different seasons and whatnot. So yeah, there's much less work prioritizing the podcast primarily, but having to set a lot of boundaries and being open with like my beauty counter team and other people that I partnered with and whatnot. And so that boundary is sometimes just communication and not mm-hmm. like, Hey, I can't do this for you necessarily. It's just like, here's what I'm going through. Here's what I'm capable of and what I'm able to give an offer right now. And this is just a season, you know, it's not like you're failing anyone or quitting on anyone. It's just, yeah. It just requires communication and so that people understand what's going on kind of thing. So, yeah. And I think on the other side of that, or at least for me, I oftentimes worry, like when I say this, when I say I can't do your Enneagram session until August, for example, this is like living example. I felt so much guilt and shame because I I so much, so much want to say, yes, I will do it because I love Enneagram sessions and I want to help you. And I'm so excited. And that's true. But at the same time, knowing that if I do say yes to that, I am putting my self, my time, my mental health at risk trying to accommodate that. And it's better for everyone involved if I if I say I will I can do this at this time when I have more space for it. And also releasing the the trying to manage someone else's emotions. I struggle with that all the time. I want to I, I think about it constantly. Like, how can I say this so that they don't feel upset about it? I'm basically trying to manipulate their emotions. Like, I'm going to set this boundary, but I want them to, like, still love me, you know? <laughs> and, like, on the other side of that, this is something I read today. It's like, you can set, you're not responsible for how other people receive your boundaries. You can be respectful and as kind as possible, obviously, but, like, the way they respond to it is theirs. that's theirs to do right like it's not mine to do (laughs) and that is so hard for me oh my gosh I that is probably one of the biggest things that I struggle with it's like even if I know something's right in my heart I still want to control and create peace for someone else when I just can't I can't so that's the hard part for boundaries for me I just want everyone to be happy and they won't always be happy No, and that's not yours to I know. to make them happy. I know, but I, f- I still feel like, like can't I can't blame can. you for trying. <laughs> yeah, I feel like like kind of like you said. Like I still, when you had that situation where you're like, I still feel like we can salvage this, but at the end of the day, like you, you sometimes you can't. So nope, anyways. sometimes you can't. And there's a lot of power in just accepting that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of freedom. Like oh my gosh. Mm-hmm so much freedom. And I'm just now feeling like I'm stepping into that. I feel like this has been a cocoon time for me where I'm like, I've been quiet. I have been protective. I've been like really like thinking a lot, which isn't like me. I'm much more of a doer in terms of like, let's just get out and do it. Like ask questions later. And I feel like I'm finally starting to emerge in like a healthier way, ready to do new things with a new mindset and if that's a process that is like a very sometimes painful process like it it hurts me to come to terms with a lot of the things that I've had to come to terms with over the last couple months but but that's the only way forward right like you got to grow you got to adapt you got to change the things that aren't working 
so that like everything can come together. So I don't know that's kind of woo woo, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> well, any, any other like parting words? No. We ended up talking for 48 minutes about boundaries and I'm not even sure if we actually talked about boundaries, but. <laughs> oh, we did. I feel like that was, I'm going to want to listen back to this. I think it was yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I think we covered a lot in one, one mm-hmm. session. One session, like it's a therapy. I mean, it kind of is a therapy. It kind of is. We said that in the beginning. It's very cathartic. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm going to close out again with that that really cool quote from Prentice Hempel. Go father, follow. I'm going to I'm going to use the pronoun they them because I'm actually not sure. Follow them on Instagram. See, that's another growth thing for me. I'm working on that, so I'm catching myself. Go follow them on on Instagram, and the quote is, boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. And I just think, if that's all I can just, like, center in my mind and I'm thinking about setting a boundary, then I think I'll be okay. (laughs) I think I can do it. Powerful stuff. I love it. All right, friend. Well. Well, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We're so grateful. Yeah. And we'll chat at you next time. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Bye.